the nature of your emergency. Welcome back to the Tactical Living Podcast. I'm your host, Ashley Walton, joined by Detective Walton. How are you? I'm good. In today's episode, I wanted to talk about how repetition is not the key. And when you understand the concept that we're going to discuss today, I think that it can make improving performance in every area of our life a little bit easier. So just sit back, relax, and enjoy today's content. I'm going to put you on the spot for a second as you're about to yawn. (laughs) (laughs) What do you think is the number one thing that you would say, you know what, I'm an expert in this because I have done it so, so much? Sleeping. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. That's a great example, actually. And another one that I think a lot of people might answer, and as you're listening to this, think of whatever it would be for you, might be something like, I'm hearing my dad's voice in my head as I'm thinking about this. Like, I'm an expert driver. I've been driving all of my life. (laughs) Right? That's a great one. Uh Uh-huh. Or maybe thinking about my mom, she might say something like, and, you know, she was always way too humble to talk this way, but she might have said something along the lines of I'm an expert cook because I'm in the kitchen every day. Right. Mm -hmm. These are things that we do so repetitiously that we feel pretty comfortable and confident in our ability to do those things. Right. But there's a gentleman named Anders Ericsson, and he wrote a book called Peak Secrets from the New Science of Expertise. And he says that we all have the gift of greatness, but we need to learn purposeful practice. And I could remember an episode that we recorded where we talked about the 10,000 hour rule, where essentially they say that if you have executed 10,000 hours on any particular thing, that in and of itself would make you an expert. But Anders disagrees with this because he says we all have the gift of greatness, but by learning that purposeful practice, then we're able to understand that experience doesn't make us better. And an example will be that we could take that 10,000 hour rule and say that I have sat down for years and I have played the guitar for 10,000 hours If I am playing the same chords and the same songs for 10,000 hours, that would make me comfortable with those same chords and those same songs. However, it wouldn't necessarily make me an expert because if I'm not challenging myself and I'm not becoming what I deem to be perfect at this song in this chord and then doing something harder and then working on it to become perfect at this song and this chord, then I'm never going to gain that expertise. So in his book, Anders challenges us to understand that concept and that we might do something to what we think is a a perfect level for us. However, it's not necessarily what is going to make you an expert. And I remember having a conversation with a client one time and she was discussing with me her husband's workout regimen and how he ran on the treadmill and he had done this for years. And she was telling me that he put like cottage cheese in his protein shakes to blend it. I know, disgusting, but hey, do each their own. And we started to discuss a different technique for him. This, This incorporated and tied into some problems she was having that, of course, I can't talk about here. But I started to make the suggestion that she have him look out and research 
other ways and the proper way to be able to run, period, right? I know we've talked in another episode about the proper way to put on your socks, Mm -hmm. right? That would be something that wouldn't tie in directly with that conversation. And just because you're so used to doing something and it seems like second nature, if we really dissect it and dive into it, I would imagine that everything in our lives, we're not doing to the best of our capability. And it could start in the morning with the way that we brush our teeth, for example, or the way that we're consuming food or how we're moving our body or the technique for making a sandwich. I I would imagine if you were to look it up, there's probably information out there from an expert, an actual expert who's made not only a thousand sandwiches, but in a thousand different ways of the best way to make a sandwich, right? And that's a silly example, but it could be a valid one. And he says on here that when we have this process in mind, then there's some steps that we need to focus on. And he says to have well-defined goals. And I would also add to that the discussion that we had on strategies, right? So having well-defined goals and the strategies to execute them And then having focus during our practice, we get comfortable with playing that guitar that we might just be playing it without actually connecting our mind and body together. I know for me, it makes a massive difference in my workouts when I'm connecting my mind and body together versus just going through the motion on things. And then he tells us we have to have feedback. So that could be from somebody exterior. That could be from a device that you wear. That could be from tracking metrics. It's usually looking at the numbers, I would say, but having something that you're doing in order to be able to track your performance to make sure that if you were looking at a graph, you would see that there's there's an incline in that goal, in that performance. And then he says that we always need to exit our comfort zone. So just as the example with playing the guitar, well, maybe the example of that could be practicing one song that's something you've never played before every single week and then researching. I I would guess that there's a list of like the most complicated songs to play in the guitar and then working your way up towards those and then seeking out other people who are in the same area doing the same thing that you are that are working on performance. And he says that we also need to find ways to sprinkle motivation like an accountability partner or prizes, which I think is incredibly important because if we don't have something like a chart that is posted on the refrigerator for ourselves to see and everybody to see, I know for me, you know, we've done that before where we have, where we have things sitting out blatantly. And if I'm not meeting my targets, I feel bad about that. And I don't feel bad in the sense that I'm going to go crawl in a hole. It, it motivates me, right? It makes me a little upset at myself because I know that I'm not, that's not the best version of me. You know, it's something that like you, you speak on like playing the guitar and I, and I started thinking like, instead of parroting a, a song, I mean, and, and that's why I think there's a big misconception of, of kind of copying a way of doing things compared to actually learning the a process in doing it. And I think that would make you more of an expert is you learn what those music notes are. You learn how it sounds. You learn the reasons why behind everything. And then you're incorporating that as you do it. I think that would give you that knowledge and that power to 
create that music naturally instead of just trying to copy how this song sounds to to make it your own. Yeah, when it comes to our professions, thinking of first responders in particular, somebody is coming to mind for me because we'll, we could consider a cop, right? And you go through your FTO training, you become a, like whatever you're doing in order to, to rise the ranks in your department and to make yourself like the best cop at the department, right? You've been there for 20 years. You have this Movado. Like there's, there's all of these things that would make you feel comfortable and confident in your job as a police officer. And I know this one cop in particular who he is a perfect example of this because he not only made sure that he has executed everything that he can within his department, he's also very big on making sure that he becomes friends with leaders of other departments, and then he sees what they're doing differently, right? And he's a wealth of information, but he's also somebody who he he starves for that. He starves for the next level up. And this could be in the professional realm, and it, it's also in things that are personal to him. So if he sees that, you know, there's this badass guy who works for this agency across the country, and he starts talking to him and learns that he does martial arts, well, to him, it's like, well, fuck, I need to start doing something like that too. Like, I want to learn that. I want to see that and understand how I could incorporate it into my work life and then to become a better police officer. So I think that's also something important to point out because I don't know many people that do that in the profession of law enforcement, right? But it's a great example of the possibility of expansion for ourselves professionally, not just in law enforcement, but of course, we could equate that to any any career field at all. So I hope you've gotten some value out of today's episode. I hope you understand that repetition is not the key, but pushing our limits, stretching our goals, making ourselves uncomfortable is where the magic exists if you have gotten any value, do us a favor, drop a review, subscribe down below. And as always, know that I'm sending you a long, tight hug from my home to yours.